You are listening to the Improv Save My Life podcast, brought to you on Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. Hey guys, this is Zach, Bill, and Ryan from Deep Pod Cuts. That's right, uh, we bring you the deepest, coolest, new, and existing podcasts that are going on right now. So if you're looking for an interesting way to get your feet wet in the world of podcasting, but don't want to trudge through endless hours of boring blah 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 listen to deep pod cuts where all the podcasts are interesting and may or may not be made up hey guys it's tom hey we got a new podcast coming to bits called throwback thurscast debuting this thursday june 26th um it's going to feature myself tom boyer and bill fryer uh waxing nostalgic about some uh 90s uh, stuff, drinks, toys, songs, and then performing some improv about it. It's going to be cool. Check it out. Thanks. All right. Welcome to episode 31 of the Improv Save My Life podcast. I'm your host, Tom Boyer. Um, this podcast is brought to you on Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. Our guest this week is Ken Breeze. What's going on, Ken? Hey, how are you, man? Uh, not bad. Thanks for being the guest this week. Thanks for having me. Uh, co-host free this week. Um, uh, scheduled co-host came down a little ill and couldn't make it, but uh, we go ahead with this anyway. Uh, Ken is a member of the Improv Boston main stage and also the touring cast. Uh, he's also on Fine Line House Teams. Is that right? Yeah, Fine Line Comedy, a new uh, new comedy production company. They have a couple of house teams. And that's in JP. Yeah, they do shows uh, at Bella Luna. In JP Milky Way slash Bella Luna. They still have a bowling alley there. They do not. I believe they used to have uh, just the the candle pins, right? Yeah, I, think there, it, yeah. I don't know if it was in the basement. Or... Yeah, I think the new location is. A lot of people are upset about that. It was cool because you, while you were waiting for your pizza, or whatever, you just play one quick game or yeah. something. Now you got Sacco's in uh, in Davis Square. They do the same sort of thing, and I think the food's probably uh, the pizza's maybe a little better. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're also a uh, formerly a producer and a director at IAB and a current instructor. Yep. Yeah, I teach uh, teach 201 and 601 in their levels over there. A lot of fun. And I've uh, directed Harold and uh, been a producer of their sketch show. So is 601 the top level? Yeah, they're actually um, they're developing another level. Uh, that's going to be a 701 level. It's uh, kind of like to create a professional track over there. So not quite implemented yet, but that's something they have in the pipeline. So for now, that's the, that's the highest. When I went through, there were only five. So I actually took my first class uh, at IA. Nice. So took uh, 101 with Taylor Burris back in 2007, I think. Yeah. Uh, Harry Gordon was also an instructor at that time. So Nice. Yeah. All right, so basically, I kind of like to get the guests uh, where they grew up. Um, just, I'll look, take me through your, you know, what's your family like a little bit, and then uh, how it led into improv. Sure. Um, well, I don't want to make this a sad podcast, but uh, both of my parents are actually not with us any longer. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, my father passed away. He had inoperable brain cancer when I was 16. Um, he fought that most of my childhood. So, um, but despite that, he had a really good sense of humor. Um, you know, he was just a really funny guy. He was a little guy. Uh, I'm, I'm not a tall man myself, but he was, uh, he was a tiny little man. He's only 5'2", ginger, kind of a fiery little guy. So, um, yeah, so he passed away when I was 16, but him, my mom and him were both very funny around the house, very goofy. So you always had that when you were growing up, just comedy. Yeah, the- like uh, when I was probably four or five, I mean, maybe even a little later, I think, uh, I used to have like an old school tape recorder, right, where you had the cassette tapes in it and whatever. And I used to tape um, little bits and stuff on that and then play it back for my mom. I used to do like a fake uh, Cadbury egg commercial where I was <laughs> this like very um, high society British person who couldn't find their eggs, basically. Nice. So that's, that's a big memory of mine. Probably the first like comedy I ever did. So That's pretty... Uh... To do a character <laughs> in a commercial is pretty interesting at that age. Yeah, so I, th- I you know, I, I feel like I ended up doing this stuff. Uh, I kind of was doing it anyway as a kid, you know, and I, 
um, I brought up the stuff with my dad because I kind of like got lost for a while. You know, I um, that's a tough age too. Yeah. For that. So yeah, you're, you're, you're already kind of whacked out as a teenager, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, so that made me. To be honest, it was one of the worst things that ever happened to me. But it also kind of forced me to, um, you know, to be my own person as well. And right. I think that's definitely influenced my comedy somewhat. Um, I started doing comedy uh, around 2007 um, because I quit drinking for a while. Hmm. Um, I, I'll have a drink now and then now, but I was like, at, at that point, I kind of drank my way through my 20s, you know, kind of trying to numb the pain of yeah. uh, losing my dad and stuff. And, um, you know, again, I was always a funny guy at like work. I was always like the funny guy at work. Right. You know, so people are like, you should do comedy. You know, and I'd be like, yeah. I think it, I think it's funny because um, when you're the funny guy at work, people are always telling you to do comedy, and then when you get in the comedy, you're people like, are like, uh, right, "You do comedy?" Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Really? yeah. Either way, it's like uh, you should do comedy, right? It's like either way, it's still weird saying telling people I'm a comedian. You know, right? No, people don't believe you. Like, oh, what's your real job? You know, but yeah. um, I've just been doing comedy the last couple of years. But uh, to get back to the story, so. Uh, you know, I got into comedy uh, in 07, and then... Um, Specifically improv, or like... I, I started in stand-up at first. Yeah. I thought, for some reason, that was the, that was comedy, right? I think that's most people's yeah. assumption. Right, most people's. And I always love sketch. I grew up, you know, I'd stay up when I was a little kid. I remember my dad letting me stay up to watch SNL. Uh, one, because I would, you know, mix some drinks all night. <laughs> like, give me another drink, uh, which was fun. But... Um, you know, so I'd sit up with him and we'd watch SNL until my brother and my mom would pass out early and the two of us would cackle like hyenas. So, nice. um, yeah, so I got, uh, so started with stand up and then, um, started taking classes. Uh, I took a class here. I ended up getting a job in New York, moved to New York, um, did some stand up there, but also took a class at UCB, uh, with Betsy Stover, um, who was great. And, uh, um, so you're from, Boston. I'm from Attleboro, so right on that, right in the border of Rhode Island. Right. We protect you from. Uh, <laughs> we have a wall. It's very similar to uh, Game of Thrones. Protect you from the gold chains and hair gel. It doesn't seep up into Massachusetts. Just kidding, Rhode Island. I love you. Um, <laughs> I have to work in Rhode Island for the next month. Every Monday for the next month. What uh, what's what town? Um, West Greenwich. West Fenwich. Wow. Greenwich. Gren oh, uh, yeah. Greenwich. Oh, Greenwich. Greenwich. Yep, it's Greenwich. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, yeah, I grew up in Attleboro, uh, lived here most of my life. Moved to New York for that period of time, ended up uh, coming back. Were you, when you moved to New York, was that the plan just to stay in New York or was it just a... I got a job. So my, my I was able to transfer there. Right. Um, pretty good like uh, tech job. I've worked in tech for most of my life right. uh, other than this stuff. So I uh, worked in tech and then took classes and I liked it, but I didn't love it. So... Um, Kind of ended up getting laid off. Came back here, uh, started taking started taking classes because IB because I was dating um, a girl who was in the Naked Show. I was dating a naked clown who uh, actually introduced me to some people at IB, and then that's kind of how I got in there. What? <laughs> uh, what what's the Naked Show? I don't. Yeah, so there's a naked show at IB once a month. Um, Is it as it sounds? Yeah, uh, Andy Ofish, um, he runs it. He at, at least I, I believe he still does, um, uh, and he runs it in New York, in Worcester, I believe, in Boston. And uh, you can't come out and strip; you just come out naked and you mm -hmm. do comedy. So, and I've actually done that show uh, three times. How was the first time? Was it uh, nerve-wracking? I dude, I've jumped out of a plane, and that was worse, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I went to I probably went to the bathroom ten times in the last five minutes before <laughs> it's supposed to go on. Uh, I did stand up the first time, which was weird because uh, it was a week after my brother's wedding, and his friend, a childhood friend of ours who had moved to Australia to be, and was a doctor there, and now has an Australian accent. Brought his Australian wife back to Boston, and he's like, "Hey, are you doing any shows this week?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm doing this one show, but it's a naked comedy <laughs> show." And they thought naked meant like raw, yeah. you know, not like naked. I thought like stripped, like unplugged type. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even. I, I didn't even know. Like, but actually, naked wasn't. 
in my head at all. <laughs> yeah, you you. Uh, I guess you can't strip on stage, or else it's that's like against the right. Yeah. It's like a gentleman's club type thing, but this is more theater, I guess. If you more yeah. technical, like, but I've done improv twice at it, which was even. I, I thought that was a little easier because uh, I had fellow improvisers come out with me naked. So. Now, when you're improvising naked, <laughs> um, <laughs> does it? Are you able to? Get away from the fact that you're naked. Do you just get into scenes eventually and just? Well, I think you know, like with any improv, sometimes the whatever that emotion is that you're feeling, that just kind of seeps into what you're doing, and you can, it's almost like you can ride the wave or get swept away by it, you know. Or so uh, I think we just kind of channeled that nervous energy into the improv. Our first scene was we were right away we were falling out of an airplane, so. And I mean, you know, we did talk about being naked because I was like, where are our parachutes? You know, so. But we did another scene where I taught somebody to bowl. And, you know, we, like anything in improv where there's different things you can twist, you know, potentiometers like right. emotion or, you know, physicality or whatever. Uh, being naked, we just kind of used as another pot on the, on the board, you know? Yeah. So it's, a, it's an interesting device. I feel like I'd be, I don't know if I could sit in the crowd. Like, I... Yeah, it's, I mean it's, it's not that. I, th <laughs> I think I'd be like taking advantage of the situation. I don't know. Like, well, I'll say the majority of the people that do it are overweight men. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> so uh, the, the lady, uh, naked lady performer, is much more rare. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, it, to me, it's not. I I never felt sexual at all watching it or being there because. There's so much nervous energy. Everyone's just like, and it, it almost is like a, it's like a fertile ground for laughter, you know, because everyone's like, you know, and laughter is just a projection of your nervous system, right? Yeah. So maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this: people are like, "What do you recommend for uh, for um, stage fright?" And I'm like, "That's my one answer. Do that, you will never be afraid again." Well, that's like the old. Um if you're nervous about giving like a public speaking thing, you're supposed to picture the audience naked. So I can see that as a natural extension. Yeah. So you would you do it again? I would do it again. I've actually, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the show over at IB called The Kerfuffle. I have heard of it. Uh, but I've, I've done similar crazy type things, so. I'm not, you know, I, I, I like pushing my boundaries, to be honest. I like shocking people. All right. It's fun. One more question about the naked show. We can move on. Yeah, no, no, sure. What's to keep creepy people <laughs> out? It, it, you can't. It's a public show. Um, you know, I'll be honest. When the lights are up, though, I don't see the audience. Right. Uh, that's true for most stuff I do. I kind of just go into a zone, you know, so. Just a naked zone. That's all. <laughs> Clothing-free zone. Uh, so you started performing, was the Naked Show your first show at IB? At IB? No, I was actually, uh, Will Luera actually cast me in a show a long time ago called Quest, and this was a, um, it was like an improvised Dungeons and Dragons that was, uh, serial, so it built on each other. I, I like, I, I haven't seen a ton of shows at IB. Um, I, I, I tend to see more, but I like the fact they have a lot of themed shows. Yeah. Like it, it, I don't know, it's cool to me. I and mean, a lot of the themes are stuff that people that are into improv be into, too. Like, I, I saw they had, like, a Back to the Future show. Yeah, back, the Back to the Future show is great. Like, um, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, that was a great show. Um, we've had, I don't know, just a lot of, lot of variety over there, you know? I think both theaters are great, you know, they each do their kind of their own thing. And yeah. I like that they don't do the same thing, you know. That's good. Yeah. Good for the scene. Um so Will Luera put you on the quest. Yeah, you put me on quest. Uh that was really fun. I got to play a dwarf who actually got turned into a like a steampunk cyborg kind of thing, which was really cool and nice. Um that was yeah, that was a lot of fun. I was in the uh when we used to have Geek Week that festival at IB that's kind of moved on to its own, own thing so uh, yeah so I was into that and then um, while I was in classes I got cast in a Harold cast called uh, Plan B and uh, had a lot of fun doing that I was in 
Was Lori on Plan B? Lori was in Plan B. We actually joined at the same time. Yeah. Nice. That was a good team. Uh, we won the Harold tournament at IB a couple of years in a row. And, uh, that was fun. And then I was also in the face-off show. And then uh, from there, got cast in the main stage. So Nice. Um, you got cast the first time you auditioned. Do you, do you audition there? or do they kind of <laughs> You do audition. Um, the first time I made it to callbacks for main stage, I did get in. But I... You know, I auditioned for five years before. At least, I think I went through auditions three times before I got into Harold. And then uh, the next audition I did, I got into Face Off. And I've been pretty lucky, at least with uh, you know, I think with me it was more. I didn't. I don't audition well, uh, so I, I have felt more comfortable doing it the last few times though when I audition. Part of it is just knowing people. Like if I came over here and auditioned, I'm sure I would. You know, choke pretty bad. <laughs> well, I, I find that that's uh, my thing. My biggest problem is if you're performing on stage and you have whatever it's 10, 15 minutes, uh, scenes progress organically. But when you have a minute maybe and you're not coming from another scene, you're just starting a scene from scratch, you've got a lot, yeah, a lot that can go wrong and a lot to get to in that minute. And you want to stand out, so you're swinging for the fences and then you can miss big time. Mm -hmm. It's like that. <laughs> and once, and once I realize, I think once I have a bad moment in an audition, I'm just like, fuck. And then I, <laughs> it all just goes downhill from there. Or I just start, like, I go to the back line and I'm just like, god damn it, you know? Yeah, then you're in your head, then yeah. it's just the downward spiral, yeah. yeah. No, I feel you. Uh, yeah, they're tough. I mean, I personally think the way theater should do it is just have, you know, it should be based on a track record more than this flash in the, in the pan, because... I'll be honest with you, um, as a person who's cast before, uh, a lot of the people who were great that one day over time, you're like, ah, oh. like these, you know, when I'd have the known commodity, somebody I've seen right. do shows in different, different capacities, different areas. Been, I mean, some been people just better. audition well or, you know, have like our one trick ponies and they pull out that one trick yeah. in the audition. You're like, wow, that was amazing. But then when you see them on stage and they just keep shoving the that down your <laughs> throat, you're like, all right, I get it. Right. You're wacky or whatever, you know? Yeah, almost like you, it's better to almost have like some sort of incubator part. Like I think both, you know, IA and IB have good like feeder systems, yeah, you know? definitely. And I think that is really the way to go rather than having somebody come off the street and wow you whatever. Improv yeah. like, to me, it's almost like a cult, man. You know, you kind of got like, like. <laughs> like, but for a good reason yeah. because it's not easy, and uh, you kind of got to pay your, you got to do your, pay your dues and get your reps in yeah. before you know what the hell you're doing. Before you can become Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, getting... yeah, it's funny, man. Like, there's been so many points where I've been like, I know what I'm doing, and then I have a show where I'm like, I know nothing, uh, and it's almost like plateaus. You know, you just kind of fight your way up them. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for just over a year, and I, I've been getting better. Like I, I've been noticed, and I'm not a cocky person at all. I'm just, uh, I just noticed lately, like I have more shows where I'm like, that was pretty good, as opposed <laughs> to like, God, what was I thinking? And I still have those too, but uh, they're less and less. And um, and I think I've been performing with uh, my group Eagle Come for about a year now. Yep. And just a year worth of time, you get to know everybody's strengths and weaknesses. Oh, and you, yeah. you can you can kind of direct scenes in that way. Um, so that comes in handy. Probably like with you on the main stage cast. Like. Yeah, the, the most I've ever felt that was with Plan B, that team that Lori was also right. on. Uh, we, just, we were just a, like a very wild bunch of <laughs> But we all like appreciated each other, which was great. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think you're right, though. Like, if you, you play with people for a while, you start to, you know, it's almost like I, I compare improv to soccer and basketball a lot because there's so much setting up and right. you need different types of pieces. You can't have all six foot five strikers and, right. you know, little quick midfielders and stuff. You need a, you can't have all the same type of player. You can't have a bunch of lunatics because, you know, who's ever going to ground it? So you need a nice mix of stuff. Um, so we had a, uh, a sponsor for the first time on the podcast. Um, here you go, Ken. Here's a live read for oh, you. Uh, 
Great. Uh, the color green is today's sponsor. Um, nice. Green, uh, I bet you didn't know, green isn't just for trees. Uh, it's for people, and it's to hide things in television shows. Green. Give it a shot. Yeah. And that's uh, www.green.com? Yeah. Yeah. So hit them up. Uh, use the promo code uh, Improv Save My Life and receive a 30% discount. On your next batch of green. Yes. I like green things, though. That's their, they're prime. My favorite things are green. So I'm hoping to get a new sponsor every week and, you know, tack them on. So we'll have green this week, maybe blue. Who knows? Hey, it's shoot crazy. Green. Green's pretty big. It's Green's a, big, yeah. Especially in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. The Irish. Yeah. Could do worse than green. <laughs> uh, That's a great slogan. <laughs> green. You could do worse. Because <laughs> worse colors. Like purple. I have an anti-purple bias. So where you are now, you're at the main stage of one of the two um, improv theaters in Boston. That's pretty impressive. Um, Thanks. How do you feel about where you are and like where do you want to... You're moving, right? Yeah. Um, so where, where do you see yourself going in the next couple of years, I guess? Uh, well... Um, you know, I love I love Boston and I like the scene here, but I just feel like uh, if I want to make a lot of money doing comedy stuff, you know, right. I need to go. I mean, I've already been in New York. I don't want to go to a place that's super cold. So probably Chicago's that. That was why I rolled out Chicago. And my girlfriend, uh, my current girlfriend, actually is from Los Angeles, so we're we're moving together. So nice. Uh, that'll be nice. But um, you know, I'm very happy here doing what I do. But I also feel like Whenever I get comfortable, that's when I feel, I feel like a weird thing in my spine, you know, and uh, I feel like I'm starting to get a little comfortable in Boston. I've had this weird thing, because uh, I got into improv when I got sober, and I just uh, I didn't know what to do, and that's what I started, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and I love it, but I could see myself in no time soon because I'm still. I still love it right now, but like I can see myself being like, all right, I did that for I don't know three years, and I I was all right at it, and I had a lot of fun. Now let me try I don't know something totally yeah. different, you know, and maybe every once in a while I'll come pop back and try to do a couple of improv shows, but like maybe not doing it anywhere near the amount of time I do it now, and just getting into something else like that. Um, I've been I I don't know. <laughs> No, I hear you. Uh, I've, I've been the same way with most things in my life. Um, right. Improv is one of the few things that has stuck. Uh, and for me, that's there's a reason for that, I guess. You know, I'm also into music, too. And that's another thing that I've kind of always done, like, on the side. So Are you, uh, you play music, like uh, instrument? Or? Yeah, yeah, I play some guitar, some bass. Uh, I sing. sing. Actually, um Christine Cuddy, who is a member of the main stage over yeah. here now, we actually uh, she did a recorded some vocals uh, last I, year for a bit at my house. Nice. I, yeah. I had no idea she was a singer. She does a well. She does a character called um, Oh God Prism, uh, who's like an amalgam of like Katy Perry and Britney Spears and all these girl, you know, these kind of vapid pop stars. Nice. Uh, and the song was My Vagina Is a Prison. <laughs> um, she has a whole dance number for it, and I did a rap in the middle of it, actually, which was kind of fun. Hmm. Uh, I keep bringing this back to me. I, I have this project I want to work on. I've been working with a, uh, a DJ to make a beat for me. Um, I want to make a rap about how much I love Batman and, like, I can make a beat for you very easily, man. It's so super. So I've been working with this dude for, since like December, and it's it's June. So just make your own. Uh, I highly recommend Fruity Loops if you use. Not really. It, just editing, and I don't edit much of this podcast. This like I'm not good with any of this stuff. Like it, it's all it is is a grid, right? And then you have it. You load an instrument, so it'll give you kits. So it'll have like say you have snare, you know, hi hat, you know, bass, whatever. You pick your your drum sounds. And then it just has uh, like 64 little dots. And you just touch the dots when you want that to play. It's like Mario Paint. It's super, <laughs> it's the easiest thing ever. And you can make a beat in like literally five minutes. Fruity Loops? Fruity Loops, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, our sponsor is really Fruity Loops, <laughs> not green. Ha <laughs> ha! Fooled you. Uh, yeah, so I want to make a, a rap. And then I wanna make, yeah, but the, I really want to make a video. Like, I have yes. a whole video in my mind, but I want it to be like a Lonely Island type thing where yeah. it, the, the music's funny and the video will be funny. Not necessarily talking about the same exact thing, but... I'm going to try to shoot one for another song I did actually for the kerfuffle called uh, Chunky Buns. Yeah, uh, it's all about having a big ass. Nice. Yeah, so I you, get a You could be like the new Sir Mix-A-Lot. I think it would be, but I want to have like dudes with big asses um, just to kind of... You Miss know, Mix-A-Lot. Miss Mix-A-Lot, yeah, yeah, or Lady Mix-A-Lot. Lady, yeah, that's better. Sir, he's a, sir, he's a yeah, knight. Respect. That's, that's, yeah. Gotta respect that or guy. Or Dame. Dame, Dame Mix-A-Lot, yeah. Um, have you ever done musical improv? I have. I've done uh, our new artistic director. Well, I guess he's not so new now, but um, Mike D over at Improv Boston. He is. He was the former music director at Second City. Nice. So he's pushed a lot of music, um, and I think it's been great. Uh, you know, we've done. It's 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 like another muscle. You know. Yeah. It's hard. It's definitely hard. But uh, if you, it's another thing. Like if you can do musical improv. It'll make your other improv better because you won't be so scared. You know, you'll have more confidence and stretch out a little bit. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I like music, I like, like musical comedy, a lot, and mm -hmm. I wish there was more of it. Uh, I don't know how much do I have it a lot at IB. We, uh, at least on main stage, we try to do at least one or two numbers a show. Like a that we just sketches make. or improv? No, we just improvise. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Uh, usually, you know, usually within the context, I guess not usually, but maybe like 50% within the context of a short form game. And then a lot of times it'll just break out in the middle of, of, a, of a scene. You have a piano player or anything? We do for uh, every show now has um, accompaniment other than Harold Knight. Uh, and sometimes we'll even have Harold you know, people come in and play with Harold Knight. So, um, can you think about a best and worst moment, or worst and best moment? I put the bad first uh, on stage. Anything come to mind? Uh, maybe right after I got off stage. Um, I mean, I've had terrible, you know, like bad gets and stuff. I mean, I had to infanticide for a get once at a. Yeah, it's, it's killing infants. Ah, uh, like instead of homicide, infanticide. I was like, "Thank you, sir." No one else cheered. It was a bunch of improvisers too. I was like, "Okay," they're kind of like seeing how we'd handle it, I guess. Um, but probably the worst was I came out of a show. It was a Wednesday night show um, at a comedy lab at IB, and it was with a bunch of people who I liked personally, and we were all kind of new at that point. It was maybe like four or five years ago. And uh, the show wasn't well planned, and we didn't really rehearse enough. And we went out, we did this set, and it was just terrible. <clears throat> and um, when I got downstairs in the green room, I go, I was so mad just how bad the show went. And I felt like it wasn't me. I felt like I was blaming. And this is a lesson I've learned since. You know, it was like, I just, w I said out loud, I said, that is the worst show I've ever been a part of, within earshot of a lot of my castmates. And that's probably the worst I ever felt from improv. Did anybody ever talk to you about it? No, but I know, I, I feel like uh, that definitely followed me for a little while. I felt like, um, you know, that negativity kind of put off a couple people who I think I would have ended up being better friends with if I hadn't right. had that attitude. So It's just, it's passion too, though. You know, it's like, you, yeah. you want to you wanna be great. And when it doesn't work out that way, you know, you don't, you sh maybe shouldn't vocalize it in that manner, but it's, it's natural to feel that way, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't judge my, I don't judge my feelings. I feel what I feel. You know, yeah. you feel things for a reason. Um, it's how you handle those feelings is where the, you know, where the truth, <laughs> where the truth lies, I guess, or where the, what about a uh, best moment? Best moment. Um, I mean, I've done a lot of shows for kids that have been great, you know. Uh, uh, sorry. Sure. I had this idea. I just, because I got into improv 
kind of I'm 35. I got in, I just I'm, got in. There. I got in late too, man. <laughs> I, I'm 38. Yeah. And I just feel like I gotta attack it hard and fast because this is like sure. everybody's a lot younger than me, and like I also have this. Um, feel like I let a lot of people down in the course of my life, and now I'm trying to make amends and just be a better person all around. Sounds um, like we have similar, very <laughs> similar lives, sir. We've lived very similar lives. So I, but uh, like, how can I incorporate what I like into being productive in like the community? So I thought of this idea. Um, my mom used to run the Dorchester Park Association. They used to have all these things in the park over the summer, like uh, te- uh, called Tenacity. It was like a tennis program. Cool. Anything just to you know get kids out of the house yep. uh, during the summer. Instead and, of doing bad things. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I thought. Like improv in the park, you just get, but you need a lot ton of permits, so I wouldn't be able to do it this summer. But I was gonna talk to people at IB and I and see if they'd have any interest. Hell yeah! Uh, maybe just like a couple weekends uh, over the summer, maybe like over one month, maybe Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. And see if uh, anybody would be interested in you know volunteering to help out with that. Um, if I'm still, if I'm back or here, I am totally down to do that, man. I, I, yeah, that's awesome, and I, I feel like everybody would be into that. You know, I feel like every, I feel like, I mean, every day we say this in the kid shows we do. You know, did anybody here know what they were gonna, what their life was gonna have, what was gonna happen today? Right? They wouldn't have a script now. So, right. every, every day in your life, you're improvising, right? You're dealing with conditions, and I just think if you got to, if people got to do that in a free manner more, I think it'd be good for humanity at, at, in general. Yeah, as a whole. It, it, sometimes I just want to be like, it's such a, it's it's almost like a, a, a niche or niche. I don't know. How. I, I always struggle with that. I say <laughs> niche. I started saying niche, and I feel like a, a douche whenever I say niche. <laughs> I mean, we're we're in the community, so it it seems like like improv is huge. But then, like you exactly. ask the general public, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't. It's know. not. It's this. You know, it's this micro community. You know what I mean? I, I, I wish more people knew about it. Like it, I wish people didn't. I, and I don't have any problem with whose line. Like it, it is what it is. I mean, That's how I pe- feel. people yeah. like it. Um, but I wish people knew about long form and you know these different types of improv. I feel like it's starting to kind of work its way into culture, though. Um, you know, just in terms of the way movies are being made, and like, yeah, I guess Twenty Two Jump Street. I've heard there's some reference to improv in there. You, you see, like. Family Guy mentions it, you know, being had whatever uh, giggity guy was in a troop there, right? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. kind of seeping its way in. I feel yeah, slowly, and like uh, just there's just so much more content now that you're getting to see a lot more people that started improv that are becoming famous, and yeah, then, uh, when people look up like, hey, how did uh, I want to say Seth Rogen, even though I don't think he has an improv background, but like how did yeah how did he get famous, and then you find out about improv. Well, Craig Robinson. Yeah, a, yeah. So. Uh, but guys. I totally cut off your best moment. Uh, we're no, with kids. Do <laughs> yeah, uh, we're talking, man. Like, you know, it's not just me talking. You too. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the kids stuff has been really great. Like seeing, I, I've done anti-bullying gigs with the touring company, and also uh, we have like a, a four C's curriculum, which focuses on like improv and how you can apply it to school nice. and make it, you know, like, uh, but. Probably the best moments. Uh, I don't know, man. I I don't really. Ha- I hope it has. I guess maybe it hasn't happened yet. So that's probably I, the best answer. But it's yeah. Uh, the coolest show I ever did. I opened for Doppelganger at the Vancouver Improv Festival a couple years ago. That was really great. Nice. And they're all. They've all gone on to. Sashir is now in SNL. And yeah. Nicole Byer. She's now. She's on like Chelsea lately and doing all sorts of stuff, and I think the other girl I can't remember her name, but I think she's actually writing for for a TV show now. So it definitely opens the doors <laughs> if you're good. <laughs> yeah, if if you're good, right? Um, the thing is though, when even if you're not good, just do it, man. Like, yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. You'll get better. Yeah. The art, the process is the art form itself, right? Yeah. So it's like I don't know, like the creation of a painting. Is, the, is all the painting, right? But with our, us, we're doing it, we're creating it, and it's there, and you see it at the moment it's being created. Pretty unique, you know? Yeah, it's definitely unique. 
Alright, what I want to do is um, the made-up movie game. Made-up movie game, alright. So what I will do is I'm going to put my iPod on shuffle. Whatever the next song that uh, plays, you're just going to use, the, I'll tell you the title. Okay. Uh, you'll just use the title as inspiration mm -hmm. uh, to make up a synopsis of a movie. As if you were watching a movie on Comcast, you hit the gotcha. info button. so like, yeah, the little blurb. Yeah. Sure. So give us a blurb and then we'll just make up a scene or two from that movie. Okay, good? you and I, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. All right, so I'm hitting shuffle. All right, it's Crazy Town by Jason Alvin. It's a country song, but that doesn't have to bear on your uh, movie. All right, uh, Crazy Town. It's in, do I include Jason Aldean? No, you don't have to. All right, so Crazy Town. Uh, this one kind of writes itself. Uh, it's just um, It's just a really small town. There's like uh, only 200 people in this town, um, but little do they know they're on a, uh, a, 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 they sit above an old mercury dumping lot. Uh, so everyone in the town is literally crazy. Um, there's no normal in this town. Uh, I'm trying to think, what else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, everyone, everyone is just constantly having mercury. They don't know about it. And then these two, uh, uh, let's say they're teenagers, college kids. They're on their way. It's a, it's a little bit similar to Texas Chainsaw. Um, same same genre. They're on their way to uh, I don't know a ski trip, and they stop in this town, small town Vermont. Um, and this is what happens. It's good. Hey there, young fellers. What's going on? Welcome to my shop. Oh hey, dude. This shop is fucking rad, man. Is that a moose? Yeah, that's a live moose. That's a live moose? Yeah, he's just wow. sedated. He's really still. Yeah, we sedated him. We're going to uh, pin play pin the tail on the moose later. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, hey, you want to stick around? No? I guess uh, I guess we got these honeys waiting up on the hill, you know what I mean? Oh, you're talking I just, about... Yeah, I just want to get some jerky. You're talking here. about the McCree sisters? The ones you, on the hill? You know... Wait, you know about the McCree? Oh, Jared, he knows about these two girls, man. Do we know about the McCree sisters? They're the town sluts. Anytime anybody rolls into town, they just, uh, they suck, you know, they, they do they, a little sucking and a little what? fucking, and then they, they, they tend to cut people's penises well, uh, out. Uh, well, I, 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 wow, man. Uh, wow, because me and Jared are, are elders. We're, we're Mormon. Uh, oh. That's not what they advertised uh i didn't sucking S sucking a little fucking and then they cut the penis off those mccree sisters they're nuts oh, they're whoa really... whoa i i guess we came into the right store man hey man but don't let me dissuade you no no i do not i like my penis they give one hell of a blowjob though <laughs> i would know firsthand yeah did they cut your penis off how do you think i know this information oh my god dude yeah. And you let them I mean, live like they just keep going on? And hell of a blowjob. Did I not say that? Oh. So. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. I guess that's like. So what brings you boys into the store? Well, we were just going to grab some beef jerky and uh, some maybe some grape juice to bring up to the hill. I could just cut you some jerky off the moose right now. <laughs> Okay. That's fresh jerky is the best. You don't have to dry it out or anything? Uh, I'll throw it in the oven for a minute. Okay. I, sure. Uh, no, you know what? No. I, we're hey, good. don't mind. Yeah. It's sedated. Do you have any dead jerky? Do you have any, like dead jerky? Yeah. Like dry, dead jerky. They don't ask for dead jerky in Vermont. Damn. Uh, I guess... This is a wait. I mean, we're from Utah. Hold on know. one second. Okay, it's five thirty. I gotta put my clown makeup on. Clown makeup, Jared. What the, dude? Where's my clown nose? Oh, there it is. Honk honk. Uh, listen, sir. Uh, this has been great. Um, we actually just realized uh, we had a tennis lesson that we have tennis to get is to. illegal in this town. That's why we're going Don't back to Don't let Sheriff Barnes hear about this, Tannis. What's going to happen if Sheriff Barnes hears about He's it? He's going to suck your dick and cut your penis off. 
he also does that? It's a Vermont tradition. Vermont is for lovers. Oh, wow. I thought that was... I didn't know it was so violent. What doesn't sound violent about that? Boy, it's like you got eggs in your ears or something. I, I don't. I, I don't. Uh, well, um, let, I'm just going to say the dick sucking sounds great. Of course. Uh, it sounds wonderful and, um, you know, the consequences don't sound great. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, that's, I'm a little scared by that. Hey, you get used to it. Not. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I mean, I prefer not to get used to it. I like what I'm used to now. That's, I'm not trying to, you know, not you blowing know, out your candle, just protecting mine. It's 530. The bell is ringing. Are you going to put clown makeup on or no? Uh, yeah. I'm going to put clown makeup. I'm just going to go into my car with my brother and get our makeup. You do that. All right. We'll be right. We'll be right back. Hey. Hey, you forgot your skis. And <laughs> see. And trans the best transaction scene <laughs> ever done. That was uh, crazy. Yeah, time. I know you're. Wow. That's a rough town. That's a crazy town. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <That was> a, <laughs> I didn't know where I was going. With that. You want another? You want to do another one? You want to scrap that one? No. Oh, that was good. Yeah. I thought Unless you want to just do another one. You want to? Do, yeah. Let's do another one. Let's do one more. I'm not scrapping that one though. No. No. Don't scrap it. <laughs> sure. All right. We'll do one more. Um, yeah, we'll do one more. Shuffle. Actually, I need to do a show now. Okay. Lonely old night by John Cougar Mountain. Lonely old night. Okay. Yeah. Lonely old, like O L apostrophe. Ole. No, just O L apostrophe. Lonely old night, right? So it's um. There's been a blackout in a small nursing home in Kentucky, full of old old people, and. All of a sudden, one of them has a radio. They hear that we've been invaded uh, by vampires. Um, Kentucky's been invaded by vampires. And uh, to barricade themselves as best they can. And basically, it turns into an old people fighting vampire um, movie. You know, your typical old people versus vampires. It's like uh, Space Cowboys, but on, yeah, like on Earth. Yeah, like Red. Yeah. But... If versus vampires. Yeah, versus vampires. Kind of like, what's the one where they're up in Nome, Alaska? You know what I'm talking about? Is it Nome or whatever? Barrow? I was thinking of Mystery Alaska. Oh, 30 Alaska. Days of Night. 30 Days of Night. Ah, yes. So 30 Days of Night meets red, Space Cowboys are Red. Let's we'll call it that. I'm scared. I'm uh, scared, John. It's, it's daylight out. We're all right right now. But what about when the sun goes down? Ah, oh, damn it. You cursed us. You cursed us, woman. I, I, the sun always goes down, John. Yeah, you're probably right there. Oh! And coyotes? Us <laughs> coyotes? What have we done, Jehovah? What did we do? I think it was all those people's houses we went up to, asking them if they wanted to join our religion. They seem bothered by us. Now it's karma. This is a curse. You're right. You're right. We shouldn't have we shouldn't have tried to sell everyone those books. But those, those books are what gonna be what saves us now, woman. How so? Vampires. They can't stand religious reading material. Uh, wow, I didn't I mean I don't I just saw the movies. I figured, you know, holy water. That's what Catholics would have you believe. Ah, okay. Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the Catholics over there, dead yes. with holes in their necks. Drinking wine and eating wafers. Jerks. Mm. Oh, God, they're coming through. They're knocking on the gates. Hello? Hi? Uh, no, thank you. Ah. <laughs> Come out. Your old leathery skin is like jerky to me. Can I interest you in the Watchtower? No. Oh, the Watchtower! Oh, oh, this is not I. Oh, look at the animal pictures. Oh, underneath the rainbow. You know, we don't celebrate Halloween, vampires. You know why? Because we don't believe in your kind. Boys, 
Let's find in. Hi. But there must. There is one in there. You must send out. The old woman. My wife. She smells like Ben Gay and Charlie. You're damn right she does. Ah, it's a. Oh, it's a heady, heady mix. I'll tell you what. I will spare the lives of you and all of the remaining members of your River Springs. River if Springs you, for life, man. If you send out your wife, is it? Looking at your mail here, wife uh, Joan. Oh, you're into identity theft too? No, no, you're no. You're a crafty friend, no, vampire. No, no, nothing of the sort. I, I really, Going through my mail? No, I'm How dare you? Dollars. How I, dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Identity theft. You're feisty. I've never. I've never. I'm starting to get excited by. Are you. Hmm, you're sweating. Yes. I can hear your pulse. It's. Watchtower! Watchtower! Ah! Well played, old man. Well played. Baby, why don't you go see what those men want out there? <laughs> what? Just. just you want me to. Yeah, just go I see. You, you just successfully bargained for my life. Yeah, but the, that new nurse, she's been giving me the eyes lately. I think you're past your prom. Okay. I'm just trying to give you the chance to have eternal life. There you go. Bye, baby. Oh, thank you, my friend. No problem. There wasn't much left in there. She was a pretty a dry, dusty. Yeah. Yes, like a dry riverbed. But it had one been a mighty river. That's what we call her at the old people's home. Dry river bed, Annie. Oh, such a such a kitschy fun name for your wife. Nurse Clemens. Nurse Clemens. Yes. Hey, uh, I just had a loss, and uh, I think I need some consoling. You had a loss. What do you mean you had a? Uh, You're supposed to be barricaded right now. Why you, there's vampires outside. Hey, I made a truce with them. They took uh, Dry Riverbed Annie, and uh, now we can be together. Why won't you call her your wife? I don't, I don't understand. She was my wife until she turned. She, wait, she's outside? Yeah. Annie, you are now one of us. Oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I made you a woman. Uh, yeah, so that'd be fun. Like, uh, if uh, you had to sell your... Uh, you were pretty ready to sell your elderly wife down the river there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. There was... <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of fucked up with these uh, situations. Uh, um, there was a spider... I'm in the comics. There was yeah. a Spider-Man where... Um, he could, uh, he, uh, either Aunt, he had to choose either Aunt May was going to die or, uh, Mary yeah. Jane was going to die. Yeah. And he made a deal with, uh, Mist Mephisto, who was the devil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, I know the Marvel stuff. So. And know. so he, uh, everybody forgot who he was. Like, Mary Jane forgot who he was, but Aunt May got to live. And I was like, yeah, Aunt May's going to die pretty soon yeah. anyway. The rest of your life filled with Mary Jane. Yeah. yeah basically, you've got two, three years left in her. Yeah. I think she'd probably take one for the team at that oh, point. Oh, you know, I we spoke earlier, not to make light of death, but uh, my grandmother who passed away uh, last year, she would, she would always be like, ah, oh, just, I just wish it would happen. <laughs> she would like, I mean, she would like thirst for death. I'd be like, Grandma, you know, like, kind of want you around for a little while, you know, we don't want you to just go, but she would, every day, she'd be like, I just wish. This is getting dark. Yeah, getting, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Aunt May. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, you brought up Aunt May getting, getting off. No. <laughs> you brought up killing old ladies. All right, so on that note, uh, <laughs> should we end with that and strong get, with us? Anything you want to uh, promote? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Fine Line Comedy. We do shows uh, the first two Wednesdays of every month at uh, Bella Luna in JP. Um, usually 9.30, 9 o'clock around there. 
so that's going on. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to do main stage and um, shows throughout the summer. So What days are the main stage shows? They are currently Friday and Saturday at 8 o'clock at uh, Central Square at IB. But um, they're going to expand in August to uh, Thursdays as well. Nice. So, is that every summer or just starting this summer? Just starting this summer. They Actually, the plan is to have main stage uh, five nights a week and eventually. Nice. So. Will there be two casts? Or? They're going to expand the cast, so they hope to have a fairly large cast. That's awesome. But that's, you know, probably like a year or two down the line, but kind of moving towards that direction. Cool. Yeah, so thanks for having me, man. Oh, really thank you. It. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, as far as my group Eagle Come goes, we'll be at uh, Hennessy's every Monday. Uh, Bits, the Boston Improv Talk Station. Um, new show going to be debuting this Thursday called uh, Throwback Thurscast, uh, which me and Bill Fryer um, take suggestions from people about uh, nostalgic things from yep. probably the 90s or 80s. It could be a drink that's not around anymore, a song that you like, like some the toys. Slammer. I don't see that anymore. I was like, people have been suggesting like Surge. It was like Coke's Mountain Dew. Oh, you mean like drinks and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi, yeah. We're just going to talk about our I memories. I alcohol. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Uh, yeah, sure. Zima. <laughs> Zima, yeah. Bartles and James. Remember them? Yeah. This is it. This is it. This is, this is a preview of the, <laughs> the podcast. Right? <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to wax nostalgic about the, like whatever the suggestions are. Um, and cool. then just improvise some scenes um, out of that. It's, uh, eventually, uh, what I want to do is get to five uh, shows a week. Um, so I have this one. Um, we'll have throwback. Thurscast. Um, then we have another show on the network called uh, Bill and Tim's Bogus Podcast and Deep Podcast. So that's four. I'm looking to add a fifth show. If anybody's listening and is interested in doing a podcast, let me know. Uh, but yeah, the idea is like Monday you get this show, Tuesday you get this show. Yep. So just to get people to uh, download the subscribe on iTunes, download the podcast. Uh, that's about it. Uh, thanks a lot, Ken. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. And rest in peace, non-improvisers. Bye. <laughs>